Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Episode 3 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. On tonight's show, why am I in Columbus, Ohio? Hopefully my internet connection will hold up and this won't be a short show tonight. I'm going to Yale tomorrow. Why? I'll explain. Also, some news stories from the week. All that and a lot more coming up on Episode 3 of the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. Starting right now, live from Columbus, Ohio. Hi, this is Kevin Bernstein, MD Student 31 on Twitter, and I listen to Family Medicine Rocks with Mike Sevilla. and social media. This is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. I am your host, Mike Savella, family physician and social media enthusiast and your Google Plus One podcast host. You don't get that reference? Google it. You'll find out. Now, I kept getting email about this show. What is this show about? (laughs) Sometimes I have questions about that. But this is social media through the eyes of a family physician. You can check out our website, my website, at familymedicinerocks.com. You can also join me on Twitter at DR, Dr. Mike Savella, and also on Facebook. Shout out to all 120 people who like the Family Medicine Rocks Facebook page, and also shout out to 5,863 people on Twitter. You know, you can also listen to this show in real time on your mobile device, on your smartphone, including your iPhone, Droid, BlackBerry, Windows 7, etc. 
just direct your mobile browser to blogtalkradio.com slash family, excuse me, fam med rocks, fam med rocks. Today is Thursday, March 31st. It is 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And uh, here in the state capital, it uh, feels like 38 degrees Fahrenheit. On tonight's show, I will be having uh, some updates from last week's show. Also, I'll be doing a lot of traveling in the next uh, few days. I'll be talking about that. And also some news stories tonight, including uh, just released information about accountable care organizations from our friendly federal government. I'll explain that. Also, Google Health is gone, maybe. And uh, the FDA delays direction on social media. Imagine that. We'll talk about those news stories. I want to give some big shout-outs to people on Twitter who are talking about the show, talking about me. Also, uh, a big shout-out to UM Family Med on Twitter. That is the University of Michigan. Thank you for talking about the show there. Also, my uh, good friend, Jay Lee from California. You can find him on Twitter at Family Doc Wonk. Family Doc Wonk. Follow him on Twitter. He uh, told me today that he's going to be mentioning me and the show on a PowerPoint presentation coming up this weekend to the uh, Latino Medical Student Association National conference, which will be at the University of California, Irvine, Maine campus. Shout out to everybody out there. Have a good conference there uh, this weekend. I did look up some stuff on their website. Uh, Their event will be Friday, April 1st and Saturday, April 2nd on the University of California, Irvine, Maine campus. The theme of their conference will be Uniting Our Voices for Justice in Healthcare, in addition to discussing major uh, issues prevalent in our communities, such as growing demands for healthcare access, this conference will empathize and emphasize the need for Latino physicians in positions of leadership in all branches of medicine. Our conference will include high school, pre-medical, and medical students on April 1st, and a pre-medical and medical student physician focus on April 2nd. So have a good conference there. Also, a shout out to Troy TX. Family Doc on Twitter. He uh, sent me a tweet out this morning. Uh, I'm enjoying your podcast on my morning run. Wow. Hope you don't uh, run into anything there. (laughs) Thanks for creating a bully pulpit to show your passion for family medicine. So thank you for that. And also my new fake Twitter best friend, uh, Dr. Andy Baldwin. Andy Baldwin on Twitter. Uh, I didn't know anything about this guy until I mentioned him last week. He wrote this uh, this post about why he loves family medicine. I had no idea that he is best known for being on The Bachelor, the 10th season. Um, I also looked up some stuff on Wikipedia, which we all know is correct. <laughs> he has subsequently completed an internship in general surgery at the Naval Medical Center in San Diego in 2004 and is currently in a a family medicine residency at the Naval Hospital uh, in Camp Pendleton in South Southern California. And uh, I am continually trying to piss up to the guy to come on my show <laughs> to talk about that post, which has at least gotten the family medicine uh, community all in a buzz. Very excited about that. 
Uh, also, uh, before I take my break, I do want to talk about some future shows. I'm able to book some guests uh, later in the month of April. On April 14th, uh, you remember the Shrink Wrap blog? Well, they wrote a book. Their book is named Shrink Wrap. Three psychiatrists explained their work. They were on this show in its early days, and they have come out and revealed themselves. <laughs> that seems to be a theme recently. Doctors Diana Miller, Annette Hansen, and Stephen Roy Davis will be on the show. Their book is coming out on April 28th, and their description goes as follows. Finally, a book that explains everything you ever wanted to know about psychiatry. In Shrink Wrap 3, psychiatrists from different specialties provide frank answers to questions such as, what is psychotherapy? How does it work? Why don't all psychiatrists do it? When are medications helpful? What happens on a psychiatric unit? Can Prozac make people suicidal? How do doctors not like how, why do doctors not like Xanax? Why do we have an insanity defense? Etc. Etc. They are published by Johns Hopkins University Press. You can find them at psychiatrist-blog.blogspot.com or just do a Google search for shrink wrap blog on April 21st will be uh, Dr. Chip Teal from Maine. He is a champion um, of uh, elder care uh, in America, and he wants to keep uh, older Americans as independent as possible. And uh, very excited that we, he was able to reschedule for April 21st. So before we get going here, I do want to thank Blog Talk Radio for featuring the show here again on their uh, front page. For those of you who don't know, I've been a social media hobbyist since 2005, and if you're curious, yes, I am a real doctor. I'm a family physician in full-time private practice in northeastern Ohio, um, and I don't have the webcam going here this evening because the uh, ho- the hotel internet <laughs> here is uh, not that good, so I was afraid if I open up the webcam that... Uh, the whole thing would crash down. <laughs> uh, but I do want to give a big shout-out to the people in my chat room before I uh, take my break here. Um, uh, want to big, uh, give a big shout-out to Liz, a uh, long-time listener to the show. Thank you so much, Liz, for uh, for listening. Also, I'm with Stupid. That's the big J-man there from the I'm with Stupid show coming up later here on Blog Talk Radio at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. The I'm with Stupid Show comedy podcast, very funny stuff. Also, uh, Duck. Uh, man, I know I'm gonna, I know I'm saying your name wrong, buddy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> oh, and um, also a guest in there as well. A guest, if you uh, register here uh, at Block Talk Radio, then you'll be able to type into the chat room and make fun of me like the rest of these people. Uh, so I'll take my break here. You're listening to the Family Medicine Rocks podcast in partnership with the Family Medicine Education Consortium at FMEC.net and also a proud member of the Probe Network of Podcasts. Uh, you can get there by going to probemednetwork.com. And, uh, hey, sorry, buddy. <laughs> Sounds like Chuck. There you go. <laughs> and the people in the chat room can give me a big sound check there as we go to the break. Let me know if I'm sounding okay or if my Skype is messing up. We will be right back.
That's right. Social media through the eyes of a family physician. This is the Family Medicine Rocks podcast live on Blog Talk Radio. That's right. I moved the show back to prime time. My uh, daytime experiment failed. <laughs> um, I went with the show at noon Eastern and then at 3 p.m. Eastern, and uh, we're coming back to prime time here tonight. So just some follow-ups here from uh, last week's uh, show. And uh, I was Twittering out here uh, six days ago here. I was back here in uh, Columbus. I'll be back in here in Columbus the next few weeks as well. Uh, I was presenting at the Ohio Academy of Family Physicians Education and Research Symposium. And uh, you can find them at OA, excuse me, you can find them at OhioAFP.org. Thank you for the invitation. Uh, and also the uh, <laughs> uh, the great time that we had that last week. I was able to uh, catch up with some old friends. Um, and also, speaking of old friends, um, I was able to uh, meet up with uh, one of my good friends here in Columbus, uh, Dr. Jennifer Dyer. You can find her on Twitter at Endogoddess. And as I speak right now, she is in the great city of New York, I believe, doing a conference in or presenting there. So uh, I talked about our meetup. Actually, I didn't. I'll have to write up that blog post. <laughs> but it was great meeting up with her. Uh, she is has so much energy. She's so visionary. Um, and I learned so much from her um, about uh, just uh, marketing and social media and uh, all that kind of stuff. So big shout out to Endo Goddess on Twitter. Also this week on the blog was uh, Grand Rounds. Uh, you can go to FamilyMedicineRocks.com and uh, uh, read the uh, best medically related posts of the week. A lot of great writing there, uh, not only on issues like health policy, but also some uh, stories there. Um, also some great practical information as well. Um, a lot of, a lot of great writers out there in the uh, medical blogosphere. Uh, so check that out next week. Uh, it will be at emergyblog.com and, uh, that'll be fun. And just yesterday uh, was a uh, doctor's day. Uh, happy doctor's day to all my uh, friends out there, including future doctors. And it was interesting kind of seeing the response on the internet yesterday, there were some hospitals and institutions who were all over it uh, from the start of the day. And, but there were some institutions and hospitals that didn't put any kind of post out there until midday or in the afternoon. They kind of seemed a little bit behind the times. And there were some major, major institutions and hospitals who did nothing on their website or their Facebook page to talk about Doctor's Day. I thought that was also very, very interesting because, you know, if they miss something like Nurse's Day <laughs> or any other day, wow, those people would be uh, in really, really big trouble. <laughs> uh, and also at my office, I, I did give them a shout-out on my uh, shout-out on my Facebook page yesterday, but they do have the best hospital, excuse me, the best office staff in the world, uh, working at our office, uh, they uh, got us a cake, they got us some treats, uh, and uh, it was uh, good stuff here uh, yesterday. Uh, I probably gained about 10 pounds having all the sweets <laughs> during, the, uh, during the doctor's day yesterday. Also, our hospital gave us a nice little, nice little gift, so shout out to my hospital out there. Uh, you did a really good job yesterday, and uh, also uh, today on the, uh, on the blog, I talked about a conference I was at earlier this month called EMS Today. It is uh, from our friends at the uh, Emergency 
uh, EMS community, and uh, they recorded me on one of their live video podcasts. And uh, you can go to familymedicinerocks.com, and uh, you can get the link there and uh, see me in action as far as podcasting. That was a really good time. Thanks a lot to Jamie Davis from uh, the ProBed Network, where this show is a part of the ProMet Network. So thanks a lot for the invite um, on that. And uh, yes, I am in Columbus, Ohio right now. And tomorrow I will be presenting at the um, Ohio State Medical Association Practice Symposium. And I'll be talking about uh, uh, medicine and social media. And you can find them at osma.org. They have a great set of guidelines for physicians when it comes to uh, using and utilizing social media, kind of uh, rules of the road. One of the uh, first uh, organizations, I think, that have given guidance to physicians on how uh, to utilize and uh, some of the perils of uh, social media. I'll be talking about during that, my presentation tomorrow. They've told me uh, that they're going to be video recording the deal, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to put it up uh, on uh, a website somewhere and be able to share that with all of you at the uh, FamilyMedicineRocks.com site. So I'm very excited about that. And then hours after that, I will be getting on a plane and going to New Haven, Connecticut. That's right, to Yale University. I'm going to be going and hanging out at Health Camp Connecticut that will be taking place on Saturday, April 2, and uh, hopefully I'll be presenting there as well, just talking about whatever they want me to talk about. And I've been told that they're going to be live video streaming from the Yale School of Nursing uh, for some of those sessions. So hopefully I'll be able to uh, <laughs> weasel my way in front of the camera <laughs> and get to talk to all of you out of there. Uh, follow my Twitter stream and my uh, Facebook page, uh, and hopefully you'll be able to get to see my mug out there at Yale uh, and before they escort me off the campus for whatever stupid stuff I'm going to do there. <laughs> and also earlier this week, um, I was on the uh, uh, the Blog Talk Radio show called uh, Health Camp Radio, blogtalkradio.com slash health camp. And there's also a link on uh, familymedicinerocks.com and uh, I was on the show there with uh, Greg Masters and um, also Matthew Browning, Alex Fair, um, and uh, Mark Scrimshire, uh, the superstars of uh, Health Camp. And uh, I was able to uh, talk it up with them. That was a, a good time to uh, kind of preview Saturday's conference. Also uh, going on uh, this week, uh, our good friends at uh, FamilyMedicineRevolution.org. They have a Facebook page now, and uh, they are uh, associated with the California Academy of uh, Family Physicians Foundation, and I'm going to be keeping track of them as well. And uh, before we get into the uh, serious news here, <laughs> one little interesting thing I found on the Internet there today, uh, also on Saturday, April 2nd, will be International Pillow Fight Day. I'm not making that up. You go to pillowfightday.com and uh, you will find out all of the places where you can participate in a pillow fight. <laughs> uh, why don't we uh, take a little bit of a break here and then uh, we'll get into the other stories here. You're listening to the Family Medicine Rocks. 
podcast here on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Family Medicine Rocks podcast here on Blog Talk Radio. So just some uh, some other news stories coming on uh, this week here, and uh, this is from the uh, American Academy of Family Physicians. The title is uh, Physician Reentry Programs Get Family Docs Back Into Practice. And uh, it's a, it's an interesting story because uh, there's a lot of data out there now that's going, that there is going to be, and if there is not right now, a uh, shortage of primary care physicians, a shortage of family docs out there uh, limiting access to health care for a good number of Americans. And uh, this is an article uh, from uh, AAFP News, and it's reading, it's reading a couple of paragraphs of this, and uh, I'll talk about it. After taking a break from family medicine for several years, family physicians uh, Russell Brofer of Arlington, Texas, and uh, Lisa Hart of Austin, Texas, decided to return to full-time practice. However, because they had let their licenses lapse, they found it wasn't uh, it wasn't simply a matter of uh, hanging out a shingle. They needed a complete physician re-entry program. Um, so they go through this program, they get their license back, they get back into training, so they can. Uh, get out and take care of patients because if you let your medical license expire, you can't exactly open a business and say, hey, I'm going to take care of patients. There's a lot of paperwork that has to go along with that. And and there's some new programs out now for people who have been out of practice for a while who have let their licenses lapse to get back and taking care of patients. The American Medical Association uh, defines physician reentry as a return to clinical practice in the discipline in which one has been trained or certified following an extended period of clinical inactivity, not resulting from discipline or impairment, there are a number of reasons why a physician may take a voluntary leave of absence, including family leave, taking care of uh, uh, caretaking or relationship issues, personal health reasons, career dissatisfaction, or the pursuit of alternative careers, such as administration, military service, and humanitarian leave. So shout out to all those family docs out there who are thinking about coming back to the workforce to take care of patients. There are programs out there now, and the new term out there now is physician reentry. So hopefully we'll get more family docs in the workforce to be taking care of patients. There was a news story here this week about Google Health. People know about Google Health. Google Health is a what they call a personal health record, where uh, where patients um, control this themselves. They sign up for Google Health. They can put their own uh, health information in there, like uh, medications, like allergies, I believe. They, in, in some uh, instances, they can also put uh, their lab information in there, so suppose they're across the country in a whole different location. Uh, they could maybe access this if they need, if they go to the emergency room um, in a different place, they'd be able to get uh, information on this. But there was uh, a news story here this week uh, that Google Health may be going away. 
this is a, a new story from uh, Moby Health News from March 31st. Uh, next week, a longtime CEO will hand over control uh, to uh, one of the company's founders, and uh, he has uh, stated that uh, he will eliminate or downgrade projects he doesn't believe are worthwhile. Uh, one project expected to get less support is Google Health. Uh, so uh, this may be going away. Um, Microsoft also has a competing product called uh, Google, excuse me, uh, <laughs> Google, uh, Microsoft Vault, I believe, Health Vault. Uh, and uh, with uh, Google closing their product, or uh, allegedly or rumored to be closing their product, it's going to be a huge um uh, a, a huge impact, negative impact on the personal health record and electronic health records for patients. So this is something that is going to have to be very much looked at. Uh, breaking news today, our friends uh, at the feds, uh, the uh, uh, Department or uh, of Health and Human Services, uh, they released their rules <laughs> when it comes to accountable care organizations, all 429 pages um, of them. And uh, I'd also uh, read a uh, post, uh, a piece from the uh, Washington Post today, and uh, reading a little bit from their article. Um, under these rules, uh, teams that treat patients for less money will be rewarded financially by the government if they also meet certain measures of quality the HHS or the Health and Human Services officials uh, said that uh, Medicare ACOs, accountable care organizations, will save the financially strained program $510 million at least uh, during the first years after they go into effect in January. Critics have worried that the arrangements could instead become large health care monopolies that could suppress competition for patients and, as a result, drive up costs. ACOs are uh, essentially a recent form of managed care that differs sharply from older health maintenance organizations, which were widely unpopular. In contrast, ACOs are run by doctors or hospitals rather than insurance companies. Uh, some such organizations already have sprung up around the country, but the federal law enacted a year ago to overhaul the nation's healthcare system tries to spur their development by weaving them into the large Medicare program. So even as a physician, me, I am confused about these accountable care organizations, these ACOs. So uh, it's hard for me to even explain it to you, to explain it to my patients, but hopefully as time goes on, we'll be able to explain it a little bit better because it's going to be a significant part of the healthcare system, especially when it comes to Medicare and also other insurance companies as well. Uh, so our final story here, uh, actually before that, um, let me go to the chat room here and um, I do have some feedback here uh, from our good friend Fuck. He says, one of our first-year residents did the physician re-entry program in order to feel comfortable with coming back to a residency. The guy was a pharmaceutical executive with board certification in OBGYN and then decided to jump ship and do a family medicine residency. Interesting, interesting information there. And also Sarah Bear, who's in our chat room, thank you for joining us. She says, I tried out the Microsoft Vault personal health record, and I even had an X-ray. Uh 
scan in and uploaded. Of course, I've never looked at it uh, since it's been three years. Uh, so you go, so what's the point? <laughs> uh, Tuck is also saying that's a bummer. It is because your current doctor doesn't use EMRs or integrate PHRs. That's the personal health record with their practice. So thank you for those comments uh, in our live interactive chat room. Uh, so uh, another story here. The, uh, our friends, also our friends from the feds, the uh, Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, delays social media guidance. Uh, for months now, uh, the FDA has been promising to give guidelines um, on uh, what people can and can't do or what is ethical and unethical and, and what the rules are when it comes to social media. And uh, this is a story from, I want to give this, uh, get the story right here. Uh, this is a, a story from WCG Common Sense at uh, blog dot, blog dot WCGworld.com. This is from March 30th, uh, 2011. The title is FDA Delays Social Media Guidance. Yesterday, the Food and Drug Administration put out a statement explaining why a draft guidance on social media expected to be released this week was being delayed a second time. Uh, it was originally slated to be out at the end of last year, at 2010. Here's a full text statement uh, from the FDA. Policy and guidance development for promotion of FDA-regulated medical products using the Internet and social media are among our highest priorities. Despite our limited resources and increasing workload, uh, we may remain committed to this area in terms of both time and human resources. It is difficult to provide a time frame for the issuance of our guidelines uh, uh, due to the extensive work and review process or good guidance practices, which ensures that FDA stakeholders are provided well-vetted guidances, articulating FDA's current thinking on the topic. <laughs> uh, taking into consideration the input from within uh, and outside the FDA, including testimony and comments from the part 15 hearing, we have identified the following issues that are important to address, responding to unsolicited requests, fulfilling regulatory requirements when using tools associated with space limitations, fulfilling post-marketing submission requirements, correcting misinformation. We are developing multiple draft guidances to address these topics. Basically, they're saying, we don't really have anything that's ready yet. <laughs> Wait another six months or a year, and we maybe will have something Stay tuned for that. <laughs> so take that, FDA. <laughs> oh. Let's see what Sarah Bear is saying. Sarah Bear is saying, oh, given all the medical conditions I have and seeing various orthopedic docs and family doc and psychiatrists as well, uh, well, EMRs are the last, uh, are kind of extra touchy because it'd be nice if the Others would share information as long as I was adequately informed. And Thuck is saying that would be a good idea. I know of only one EMR slash PHR that offers good communication between all the subspecialists and patient. So I also want to give a big shout-out to the Weirdo King on Twitter who also uh, retweeted the show. So thank you, sir, for that. Uh, let me see what else do I have here uh, this evening. 
I think that is about it. I'm very excited to be here in uh, Columbus here, kind of uh, starting to close up the show here. And uh, I'm going to be talking tomorrow here in Columbus and then uh, going out to Yale for the weekend. Uh, and it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be a good time. I've never been out there. Never been out to Yale. <laughs> I just want to walk around the campus. You know, they might just like kick me out of there. Not sure about that. Uh, but uh, this uh, this this month's going to be very busy for me. Um, I have a lot of shows uh, coming up, and also a lot of speaking engagements at the end of April. Uh, going to be in the great city of New Orleans. Uh, at the Society of Teachers of Family Medicine annual spring conference. And I'm going to be talking about social media there as well. So April is going to be very, very busy uh, for me. Uh, So I think that's all I have here uh, this evening. So uh, thank you all for joining me. Um, Hopefully I'll get back into a groove here, uh, back to podcasting. Um, I've been experimenting with... uh, different times and different formats uh, of this show. So hopefully I'm getting into some kind of groove on this deal and uh, get you some quality stuff here on the Family Medicine Rocks podcast. So uh, check out the uh, website, familymedicinerocks.com, and uh, also check out our Facebook page. uh, And also follow me on Twitter at drmikesevilla.com. S-E-P-I-L-L-A. You can find that all that information on PhillyMedicineRocks.com. And uh, my next show will be a week from tonight. I should be back at uh, Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters. So I thank you all for joining me. Have a good week. Have a good weekend. And also stay tuned later tonight here on the Blog Talk Radio Network from the I'm With Stupid Comedy Show at 11 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. You can get there by going to I'm dash excuse me blogtalkradio.com slash I'm dash with dash stupid there is no closing song here for tonight I will say good night from Columbus Ohio and well I'll I'll, uh, I'll close up here with the Ohio State University fight song here live from Columbus good night everybody family medicine rocks dot com good night
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.